All right, welcome to another Sports Injury Central Pro Football Doc podcast on the Believe Network here, here with Jacob. Taylor is in the room somewhere doing other things. I'm sure he'll chime in. Uh, Week 12, almost over. Monday night game still to come. We're recording Monday morning Pacific time. And uh, week 12, almost in the books, headed to week 13. And... uh, you know, two thirds of the way over, basically the NFL season. I can't do the math anymore. They keep adding too many games. I, I can't get my head around seventeen. <laughs> the, the math on seventeen is too hard. The math on sixteen was easy. It's easy and burned in your brain from years of years of sixteen. So yeah, yeah. Well, I guess technically we're past the two thirds mark, right? I mean, twelve would be three quarter mark for sixteen. Yeah, but I don't know. It's interesting. I still not used to it all. Like. Poor Chargers are four and seven, and people are writing them off. I don't know. Ten and seven gets you in with three three uh, wild, wild cards, card doesn't it? Keeps a lot of teams in play. As ten and seven, yeah, I think nine and eight can get you in, but ten and seven, it's not. There's no guarantees in life. I remember one year, you know, back in the day when you had to walk five miles to <laughs> and from school uphill both ways in the snow, right? Yeah. The, the whole Tom Brady back in my day, the coaching was better and we could do, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, actually on the side tangent, do you see what Alex Smith said? Oh, that, uh, that the end of or AFC East wasn't good back. back yeah. In Rex Ryan you're talking days. about all the quality <laughs> right stuff. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> well, he made fun of other Patriots that were you know, Randy Moss, Teddy Bruschi and Rex Ryan. They were sitting there next to him and said the AFC East was trash. That's why, you know, I don't know what Tom Brady's talking about. Good on Alex Smith, San Diego boy. I thought that was uh, interesting. I'm sure he's going to get some blowback because who are you? This is the goat. <sighs> yeah, but there is a little bit of back in my day, but players are bigger, faster, stronger and, and the whole deal. But bottom line is back in my day, since we did that, involving the Patriots, I believe, and Taylor is going to have to check on this, I believe the Patriots, the year Tom Brady was injured, ACL, I believe they were had a great record. I think they were 11-5 and five and did not make the playoffs. I believe that is the year that we, I'll say we, the San Diego Chargers, were 8-8 and and made the playoffs and hosted a game, kind of like the NFC South is right now, 5-6 and Atlanta ahead. Um, We were 4-8 and at the time. I might have mentioned this before. We were 4-8 and at the time where we had to win out, but the the Broncos were 8-4. and We were 4-8. and but we played Denver at home the final game. And we knew if we could get it to seven and eight and eight and seven, we would control our own destiny and win. And we beat Tampa. That was a strange year. I, I, I remember this on the sidelines. It was a year that we couldn't convert a third and two, but <laughs> third and eight or 10 yeah. was easy. Sometimes you need more space. You know, Rivers and company. I remember one time it was like third and two, third and three or something. We got a false start, and I said, "Good." <laughs> it was just more room. I think it was in that game <laughs> to convert. All, I'm looking. This is all checking out so far. You guys were eight and eight. Patriots were eleven and uh, five. Didn't and, make the playoffs. And that you was guys the, did. And that was the 
Tampa and Broncos down the stretch. Yeah, and it was the year Brady tore his ACL. Correct. And, uh, and uh, how am I back on his name? But Matt Castle. Matt Castle, yes. Matt Castle. Yeah. That's part of Brady's, Brady's lore besides winning now in Tampa is that Matt Castle, they couldn't win with Matt Castle. Yeah. They were 11-5 and five with Matt Castle. By all accounts, should have made right the playoffs. I mean, 11-5 and five doesn't make the playoffs. That doesn't happen very often. But our 8-8 eight and eight team did. And uh, I do remember that. And uh, no, it's just uh, interesting. Do you remember what the wild card round was? What the round was? What, what you guys did in the wild card round after making the playoffs? Uh, I don't think we cared because we were all about – let me tell you, and tickets <laughs> to that game were never more popular that final game. I think we won because we got on a, on a run, right? Beat the Colts in OT and then yeah. lost the Steelers next game. So Yeah. Got a little run. Beat, beat the Broncos with the uh, home field advantage. So, Well, historically, I hate to say this – I love Peyton. Uh, oh, and by the way, I guess I, I should have talked more about Matt Castle. He's been a friend. We got to get Matt Castle yeah. on the show. He's he's always been a good guy and a friend of the pod and whatever. It's probably an encyclopedia of Patriots knowledge. From oh, all Matt Castle, awesome. yeah. I saw him at the Super Bowl this year, and uh, it was actually at a barstool event. He was there, <laughs> uh, Boston guys. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, barstool has a uh, has a barstool bar in 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 phoenix somewhere i don't know whatever there was some event there um rambling uh but we owed we had the colts number for whatever reason we really did yeah i mean uh we really owned the colts and this is why that patriots loss that we had on the uh pick and fumble back marlon mccree was so painful right because that was the patriots then went on they beat us, and we were huge favorites that year, 14-2 and two at home. Right. Home games throughout. We would have hosted Indy next, and instead the Marlon McCree was intercepted Tom Brady. All he had to do was go down, <laughs> fumbled it back, so oh. a new set of downs, and we ended up losing. A lot of things went wrong yeah. and, and that game for us. It wasn't just Marlon McCree, but we were by far and away the better team. That year, I can tell you, we could win a 35-point shootout and we could win a 14-13 game defensively. Like we and, – and it's that middling, really bad offensive day, 21 points, really bad yeah. defensive day, 24 points that was going to get us. And that's yeah. kind of what happened. But we own the Colts. If you look it up, we really own the Colts. We broke the Colts' winning streaks. We, You know, the my, my header – Picture is the last game in the RCA Dome where we beat the Colts. Yeah, walking to go, off, walking Rivers. off with Philip Rivers. And uh, for, for whatever reason, we matched up well against the Colts. The next week, the wildcard Patriots took the Colts to overtime. And you can check me out on my memory here again. <laughs> and the Colts then went on to go to the Super Bowl. And it was Peyton Manning's breakthrough Super Bowl. His first Super Bowl win against the Bears. And it was Rex Grossman in the Bears. Wow. And if you really get down to it, that year, I believe the Colts were better than the Bears. The Patriots were better than the Bears. The Chargers were better than the Bears. The Ravens were better than the Bears. I don't remember who else for sure, but I mean, that was a, an AFC year. Whoever was going to go for the AFC was going to win it. Uh, no offense to Rex Grossman and the Bears, but the Colts 
their easiest playoff game was the Bears that year down in Miami. And that cemented Peyton's legacy as his first. Obviously, he got another with Denver, et cetera. I often wonder way back when if Peyton doesn't I don't I don't know. It's it's sort of like what's the legacy there of Manning and what direction it goes. And we should have won that game. But anyways, I digress. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> all good. As a, as an old po- old person sideways rant. Like a Thanksgiving, grandpa telling stories. Yeah, well, after the after the charges Monday night, it's better to look back than forward. So look look way back. Well, I guess what my point is four and seven, the Chargers aren't out of it. Right. I mean, I get it. They're in a tailspin right now and the whole deal. And I think Corey Lindsley's absence makes a bigger deal than people think. But four and seven, if they run the table, ten and seven, they're gonna get in. Nine yeah. and eight, they're gonna need some luck. They gotta run the table first, but hey, that's a whole nother deal. Broncos caught fire. So uh um, on the topic of Broncos, they beat the Browns yesterday. Miles Garrett um, is the big question going into week 12. Um, the left shoulder. So just to run through it, he did injure that shoulder in the car crash last year that caused him to miss a game mid-September. Um, played the rest of the season, played in his usual Miles Garrett self. Wasn't his Miles Garrett self yesterday. Uh, two tackles, had trouble putting his shirt on after the game. Uh, we sent you some video, Doc. Did you see anything concerning in those? Well, yeah, no, obviously he's injured and, you know, and he's in a sling after the game. That's for precaution. Um, the video, thanks for looking at it. And that's what we do. And, and uh, look, it, I think it happened somewhere in the middle of the game. First quarter, he's okay. There's a couple of plays. He clearly wasn't himself. And then I had never noticed, and you you all pointed out, the tape that he has on his left upper arm. Yeah, it's like KT tape or is it? Is it, it looks like more normal tape, huh? Yeah, it's some sort of band. Putting together all the pieces from the car accident injury to the video to the KT tape to how he's moving afterwards and the sling. Not expecting season ending injury, not expecting a labrum tear where he dislocated his shoulder not expecting a rotator cuff tear. He did feel a pop. What's the pop? The most likely pop is the biceps long head. Is it a biceps long head rupture? It's possible. Did it sublux out of the groove? It's possible. But it's Miles Garrett. I see him playing through this. Um, They're staying out in L.A. this week before they play the Rams. Uh, I see Miles Garrett playing through this now. He normally plays on the right side. It's still going to be his preferred side with his left shoulder issue pop. But I would have to suspect it's a biceps injury, biceps long head. Rupture wouldn't surprise me. And no, ruptures do not need surgery. It's pain tolerance and play through. Um, Junior Seau had a biceps long head rupture with New England and played through. Um, even towards rotator cuff and played through. Wow. Um, if you so it's were, different than a pec tear that... Pec tears you can't wrap up, right? I know there's two different types, the tendon and the muscle tear, but rotator cuff is hard, mm-hmm. but biceps you can play through long head. Biceps, there's two proximal heads. This is why you can play through. And another old man story. <laughs> Maybe you Google it, put it in here. I used to give you guys know I know Junior is a friend, so I'm not giving right. him any grief. You know, all love, obviously. Uh, very, very my my son's middle name is Junior for for him, not because of it's Davis and David, right? It's right. junior because of Seau. I remember giving him so much grief 
you know, the, the Lambo leap was like a big thing back then. And yeah. maybe Taylor will find it right here and we'll, we'll insert it into the pod. But he had a big play or a pick in New England and he jumped up into the stands and he tried to like pull himself up into the stands, but because of his torn right rotator cuff, he couldn't. And it's like he didn't have hops. And you know, you needed to hop and then pull. Yeah. He hopped and he pulled and he couldn't. And he his legs are dangling there. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You're a little kid. You can't get up there and and, and do that. And that was because of his rotator cuff tear and biceps tear on on that side. So <laughs> the boys gave him some grief about yeah. that. <laughs> Maybe you'll cut this in here. That's good. We'll have to find that one. Yeah, it, uh, you know, whatever that he's only played a couple years in New England, but whatever the celebration in the stands, yeah, the the Patriot leap, the Lambo leap that he tried to do wasn't <laughs> so successful. But my point is, Miles Garrett, I think he rolls on and continues to play through. He has a greater chance of playing through this week than DTR, right? Homecoming for Dorian Thompson Robinson. Blood in the mouth is a mandatory head check. That is a rule. Now, does that mean he was hit in the jaw and in the head? I don't know. If you look at video, I'm not sure he was. That was a big controversy on your Twitter. You said, does this warrant a flag? I mean, it's a vicious hit. Yeah. And if you're trying to outlaw vicious hits, of course, that's a flag. But And that used to be a hit that would be on old school. You got jacked. Oh, 100%. And they yeah. would show it. But I don't think he actually contacts the head directly. If you want to say he was too close, okay. Yeah. And I saw a lot about launching but he had five uh, steps to build up momentum. It's like, I don't know how, yeah, you, but how you'd lessen the blow at that point. I, I'd look at it this way. First of all, we'd have to get, uh, you know, uh, Dean Blandino Black back on the podcast and ask him the rules of launching. Is it launching if you make contact with a player when your feet are still on the ground? It's a question. Right. I'm not 100% sure. If you look, I think he contacts the chest with at least one foot on the ground still. Yeah. And then he does. It's a heck of a hit. The lesson there is the players in the NFL are bigger, faster, stronger than in college. They he, come at you a lot faster. He never had a play like that in college. But I'll make, a, I'll make the early nomination right now for DTR for Beast of the Week for hanging in there and making the throw. Yeah, I mean, that took a lot of guts. Okay, it's not like taking the hit and staying in the game. Obviously, he was ruled out for concussion. And he only has, a by our numbers, a 22% chance of return, yep. which is why Miles Garrett has a higher chance to play in this game than DTR. Launching. So if his one foot was on the ground, that is why they didn't call launching. The only thing I could see is the well, they call yeah. the penalty. The only thing I could see is you're launching upward with still one foot on the ground. So you're it's towards the head and neck area. I guess that's the emphasis. But yeah, and I he guess did the, hit him in the shoulder. The the way that they've been adjudicating it, if it's close, throw the flag. Yeah, is what the referee's been. So, but if you slow it down and you look frame by frame, I don't think it's technically launching if you have to have both feet off the ground to launch, and his head is to the side or out of the way, so he's not using the crown of his helmet. But one heck of a hit. Yeah. Uh, but bottom line is, uh, we'll see. No two concussions are the same, but Miles Garrett, even with the biceps injury presumed biceps injury has a higher chance to play than DTR. Uh, what would the, what would the tape be for miles Garrett? Why, why has he had that since the, the car accident? It takes tension off the long head of the biceps. It helps keep it in the groove. It probably is a little bit 
uh, biofeedback and or psychological a little right. bit at this point too. Extra stability on the yeah. pass rush, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, Cleveland going against the Rams. Rams were uh, a six score darling this week uh, and they took care of business against the Cardinals. So. Yeah, we loved them this week. Yeah. Uh, with the Delta changes in the offensive and defensive line and defense it had nothing to do with Kyler Murray. It had to do with the uh, quote hidden injuries. That's, that's what we love the best, right? You guys love that a lot at sick picks using, using the algorithm tackle out etc the delta plays the one week change in health and uh also knowing that stafford is fine and cooper cup is fine although he tweaked the other ankle a little bit right so he finished three of 18 not a not a fun day for fantasy owners that uh played him but he did come back in the game he had two catches limited involvement i mean it was game has got out of hand pretty early so you're not expecting big downgrade for him next week no, uh, I mean, it's Cooper Cup. He rolls through. This is his other left ankle. Mm-hmm. The issue was the right. Uh, I think he's going to be fine against the Browns uh, this week. Another key wide receiver, you mentioned the 22% um, clear without missing a game for concussion. Chris Olave rolled out with a concussion uh, this last week against the Falcons. Uh, they play the Detroit Lions coming off the surprising Thanksgiving loss. So uh, Saints have... More problems outside of Olave. Rashid Shahid uh, was questionable with a thigh. Didn't come back in the game. Um, what are Shahid's chances of playing? I think Shahid's chances might be lower than Olave's. Olave's all comers. It's twenty two percent. That's just statistical. Right. I mean, we haven't examined Olave. Don't know his symptoms and and what have you. But a speedster with a thigh, meaning muscle injury, that just doesn't bode well. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas already on IR, so that's going to be uh, an interesting offensive game plan for the Saints that didn't didn't do a whole lot against the Falcons either. Uh, so maybe it's a Taysom Hill day. Feels like they're going to need more, anything more they Kamara? want. I don't know. Yeah. I've got to look at the depth charts and, and what have you, but uh, I'm sure you guys will look at all of that. Uh, another key matchup uh, with some big injuries going into it. Um, Eagles survived that overtime uh, game against the Bills back and forth, um, but they did come out with it. Lane Johnson missed that game. Uh, woke up with some soreness. It's the opposite groin. And uh, you said early on that once you saw him working on the field, it kind of looked like it wasn't, let's fire you up for this game. It's more long-term. Look, the bottom line is at least as long as Jake Elliott didn't have a groin, they were okay. Yeah. <laughs> that long field goal, right? Jalen Hurts looks fine off that knee too. It was like Jalen Hurts looks fine on the knee. We've had confidence in the right. knee. Fletcher Cox got a groin and Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, have they indicated left? That was our assumption based on video and, and how he was working out and favoring it pregame. They haven't said any confirmation of it, just that he had inflammation on last MRI. year for the during the Super Bowl and stretch run, it was right groin and mm-hmm. right core muscle surgery that he had at the end of the season. That's why he was getting out early and was the whole talking point of is he jumping too early? Yeah. Yeah. And he needed to get out there. Now, in some ways, a left groin is harder because you got to push out there. Pop scar tissue in his groin on Friday. Expected in the action next week. Yeah, that would fit. Here's the thing. We did say pregame, and thanks to all the beat reporters that had all this pregame video of his warm-up. But to me, that didn't look like a warm-up. That looked like a rehab session. What that told me was the MRI didn't show any tears, which would make sense because how do you tear it from Saturday to Sunday, right? right? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, you're Full in a practice hotel. all week. He didn't have any issues and then just woke up with soreness, yeah. Yeah, and so a scar tissue or something, inflammation, who knows? 
it can pop up out of nowhere, but there's no acute injury. And essentially that's what the MRI showed. Therefore, they were confident in pushing him through a pretty good workout. And they had a pretty good pregame workout, but that was a rehab workout, not a warm-up to see if you can play workout. Right. At least in my mind. And uh, you know, sometimes you can I mean Howie Roseman was down there watching him, but you know, there didn't seem like to be a, a team doc or a head athletic trainer watching him. And right. Sure the position coach is out there, but that looked like a rehab workout rather than a pregame test and go workout and yes i agree i think they were arresting him for san francisco and the only hope that i have it's happened to me before as a team position one time we had a key nose tackle i won't say his name he wouldn't care for hipaa but literally he came in on saturday and couldn't walk and all the coaches and ankle and all the coaches were freaked out it came up out of nowhere. He was fine all week in practice. And I'm in looking at it and getting an MRI and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I don't really see anything. And everyone's giving me the side eye. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the guy can't walk. He's as tough as we need him. He's the key in our three, four. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, look, all I can tell you is what I know. His exam is fine. I'm not saying he's faking it, but sometimes these, injuries that come up out of nowhere can disappear as well and sure enough he was 100 percent fine on sunday otherwise i probably would have been fired like you can't <laughs> figure this out i was like i don't see anything yeah there. and uh you know we gave it some treatment and it turned around pretty quickly and he was fine oh that's interesting because sometimes we're willing you to see something in a video or like doctor's video, these out of the game. What do you see? And you're like, I, I really don't see well, a lot of that uh, a couple well, times this week with uh, yeah, Etienne. Couple, yeah. Etienne. We don't see a lot. Baker Mayfield. We didn't right. see a lot and came back and, and who was the, the uh, Javon Holland? Oh, uh, Javante Williams. Javante, no, Javante Williams. Oh, the, Javon Holland with the, with the, yeah. Javon Holland. You guys showed me video from the black Friday game. And I will admit I was at a golf tournament, whatever. And I'm like, I said, I don't know. Is it his head? I don't see yeah. a lot. Stinger, the, you thought, yeah. His head, stinger. I don't see well, a lot here. He his head in the tackle, yep. And uh, then you guys said, well, they said knee, questionable. I was like, I'm not seeing anything with the knee here. But uh, sometimes what you don't see is good. And after the game, he said he's fine. Nothing right. with the knee kind of thing. So, yeah, we base a lot off of video. And I'm not trying to make it up if I don't see something. Maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe it's a bad angle either could be true or maybe there's nothing not much there and that's what we're hopeful for yeah uh just wrapped up the niners that's gonna be an interesting field view to look at you can head to sick data to get all the the reds and greens see who's in and out um key six score advantages stuff like that uh niners lost to fonga last week and then uh this week against seattle they lost a uh, special teamer george odom but that's more to the safety depth so they two games are already getting thin they've gone out pretty healthy uh injury wise but Interesting one to watch for the Eagles, uh, the effect of the lack of Hufanga and Jalen Hurts running run rampant, maybe. The only, I mean, the, I mean, this is going to be a gargantuan matchup. The only mitigating factor, I have to say, is I don't think Hufanga's been a Hufanga this whole season anyways. Right. I think the Baker cyst kind of went under the radar that, I mean, that you look, saw early on, yeah. You still want him in your lineup, and you don't want him out with an ACL, but I don't think he was the Hufanga of previous years this season. 
at this rate anyway. So maybe it's less of a loss for the 49ers. Who knows? Obviously, it's a loss. Maybe the pass rush saves them. <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah, I think, uh, let me tell you something. Lane Johnson's going to get tested over yeah. there. And I would argue a left groin is worse than the right groin. Uh, to get out there and, and kick out there to the outside. So look for him to try and get that wider split in backfield and jump and the whole thing that Lane Johnson's really good at doing. Got that veteran savvy. That's going to help. <laughs> He's going to need every inch of that. Um, uh, you know, what's shocking to me is what the two false starts on Jason Kelsey almost cost him. <laughs> he was just setting up uh, the kicker for more set, heroics. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he had a good kickout block late in the game, so he makes up for it. You know, yeah. you know those uh, those veterans, they always make up for it. Hey there, listeners of the Sports Injury Central podcast. Ever felt the wear and tear of intense training? We get it. Recovery is crucial. That's why we're introducing you to Mushroom Life. Unlock the natural power of functional mushrooms with their range of tinctures, soft gels, and more, all designed to support your well-being and elevate your performance. And for those days when you just want to kick back and relax, check out their euphoric mushroom gummies. Perfect blend for that post-game relaxation. Very nice of them to send us a sample pack. I can't wait to dig in on my next off day. Now, here's a treat for all our loyal listeners. Use the code SIC and snag an incredible 50% off across the board. Dive into the world of mushrooms and elevate your wellness journey. And always remember, shroom responsibly. Head over to Mushroom Life now and discover the magic of mushrooms. Click link in the bio in the show notes, mushroomlife.com. That's mushroomlyfe.com. I just want to talk Justin Jefferson. We have the uh, Monday night game up on uh, the website, sixscore.com. If you want to check out the field view, um, Justin Jefferson, they talk I already think he's already been ruled out for Monday night. Essentially, it hasn't officially come out, but uh they're resting him through the bye. We talked last podcast of why that was that was all these case. I thought it was interesting that he's he has to go out and defend himself to fantasy football fans that have been counting on him coming back. It's like my health is way more important than your matchups. Yeah, I mean, anyone who says that, come on. I mean, here's the thing. But for fantasy football fans, you got to listen to what we're telling you. We told you last week on Monday that Justin Jefferson is not going to play. And uh, it makes sense for them to get him to 100% rather than be limited and try and play through here. And, you know, this is probably a good time to talk about coach speak. And let's talk about coach speak. Look. I'm not saying this just because he's San Diego State and <laughs> we love Kevin O'Donnell and Kevin O'Connell, uh, yeah. Kevin O'Connell, yes, thank you. Um, you know, when I ran into him, like what's so funny is you always remember people as you first meet them. So I kind of remember him as the San Diego State quarterback, right. and he remembers me as the Chargers team position. So he's like, "Oh, Doctor Chow," I'm like, <laughs> "No, you're the freaking head coach, <laughs> right?" I mean, it's just different. A little bit of leapfrog went on there. Yeah. Uh, a, a little bit. <laughs> I was being generous. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, like you're running. I mean, he was like stopping. Hey, Doctor Chow. Yeah. I was like, "Oh man, jeez, you remember me?" I mean, that has to do with when you meet people, right? Yeah. And anyways, I love Kevin O'Connell. But every coach has coach speak. But sometimes, don't get me wrong here when we say coach speak, it's interpreting between the lines of what they're saying and what they're not saying. I'm not calling every coach a liar. Kevin O'Connell had coach speak, but he basically told you Justin Jefferson is not playing. He said, yes, we want to be careful with him. Yes, we want him at 100%. Yes, Da, 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 da. He's We're coming see along how great. He looks in practice. We see how he looks yeah. in practice and all this other stuff. But the fact is, there's a bye week and he was LP. He basically told everyone the complete truth without saying the truth. That's what we mean by coach speak. Right. I feel like those are key in hamstring injuries, too, because those are tough to judge by video. You can't tell if it's a grade one, grade two. Half the time, it's uh, it's 
Well, this was clearly high grade. He's missed a fair amount of time, yeah. right? But um, and as a speedster and whatever, and you want to be careful. And and his return to play has nothing. Well, it has zero to do with fantasy implications, right. right? He could care less. And also, this doesn't have anything to do with his contract year. Yeah. This has to do with trying to get him right to play. And my guess is, even if Jefferson was pushing to play, either medical or the team might have said, take the extra week, you know, because we don't want a setback. It's incredible that when he got hurt, I think it was week. Five, I want to say off the top of my head that they're saying, oh, this might be season because who knows where the Vikings are going to be after the, the Kirk. I mean, they were down already before the Kirk Cousins Achilles tear, and then now it's it's Dobbs, and we're hoping to have him back for the playoff run <laughs> or stretch run to get to the playoffs. It's the NFL. It'll be a big game tonight. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Yeah, looking at the Thursday game as well, uh, Seattle at Dallas. Um, Seattle coming off the big loss. Da- Dallas covering double-digit spreads easy these days. Um, Seattle has Kenneth Walker, I think, is the only lingering injury. Uh, oblique, he's already missed a week. Is there any chance for him this week? I think there's a chance, but I lean towards no. Uh, still Charbonnet there. <coughs> I think there's a chance, but definitely lean towards no. Um, Gino, no lingering effects either. I mean, he seemed like he was he came back was all right. I think Gino's okay. I mean, uh, I don't I see a lot with Gino, despite the whole let's put it this way uh he he won't be examined on the quarterback meeting room table this week for <laughs> sure i think i'm up there like the prize turkey like it was just weird <laughs> during I, everyone's I, like dinner we talked about a little screen. bit you know and other things i mean what was weird about is you can't spare 15 minutes to meet with collinsworth <laughs> and company i get you're getting around the clock treatment number one number two i didn't know that actually meant around the clock like you can't you have no time in your schedule for an interview <laughs> But on top of that, I mean, look, it's very common to walk in with ice and stim because you do do that right. and into a meeting uh, with media or your team meeting. The other thing is if you're really doing all that in your quarterback meeting room, you know those training room tables? They're they're pretty mobile. Two people and you could carry <laughs> them in and they're narrow enough to fit in the doorway. I mean, you could get a nice padded table. Their meeting room table, their meeting room seemed big enough and they didn't even clear off all the Gatorade. I mean, he's got his <laughs> knees bent on there. I was like, what is up with that? And then can you at least put on a Pat McAfee tank top? I mean, if you need exposure to the <laughs> right. shoulder or whatever, it's like, well, I didn't understand what that was. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a. I think you said you were watching from a distance with the sound off and you're just like, what is on my TV screen right now? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I was like, from afar, I was like, whoa, wait, 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 let's figure what was that going on? It just caught my eye. It was Thanksgiving or whatever, right? I was like, what yeah. is that going on? It just was like, I mean, I don't know what was be more strange for me that or seeing high knees on the plane. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was just a different, uh, I don't know what that was about, but yep. in any case, I promise you Geno Smith will not be in his quarterback meeting room table, getting his elbow or arm worked <laughs> on with the Amazon broadcast team in there for the Thursday game. Yeah. And he will not be doing that on Tuesday. Like he did in for this last Thursday. Want to know why? Why? I'll give you a thousand one odds. There's that won't happen. You know why? Because the game's in Dallas. So the Amazon team meets with Dallas on Tuesday and they meet at the visiting team hotel on Wednesday with Geno <laughs> Smith. So even if Geno Smith does this again, which he won't, right. it won't be in the quarterback meeting room and it won't be on Tuesday. It'll be on Wednesday and it'll be in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hopefully There's some yeah. insider info for you. There yeah. you go. <laughs> broadcast behind the scenes. Uh, Dallas, the only issues on their side is uh, Van Der Esch, the absence of Van Der Esch, so middle linebacker issues. Uh, interesting that they're bringing Shaq Leonard in for a, a visit uh, after he got released by the Colts, but got a nice tribute in the middle of the game yesterday. You know, Ursay has done some out there stuff, right? I mean, That's an understatement. Yeah. I mean, this whole, whatever the recent interview that I'm profiled, whatever. But <laughs> I got to say that it seemed like Shaq Leonard was a little upset when he was released. Right. I think they did him right in the end. They gave him a boss. They gave him a tribute. He's been a great Colts player. I got to give it to Ursay and come, whoever came up with that. Maybe it's maybe it's Ballard, the GM. I, I, I don't know. Whoever it is. Maybe it's Shane Steichen, another good guy. I don't know who decided that, but someone with some foresight said, look, let's just be classy. And uh, he's 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 going to end up in their ring of honor, right? Yeah, I mean, so absolutely. let's be classy on the way out. I mean, uh, kind of deal. But we, I don't, I don't like to diss anyone. If anything, it's kind of like the Jalen Ramsey situation. I was never dissing Jalen Ramsey. Right. It was, it's a high bar. And let me tell you, it's a high bar for Shaq Leonard to come back from two spine surgeries and be the sideline to sideline player that he was. And he wasn't. And no. this is our preseason injury preview saying right. this is going to be hard. You saw videos in training camp where you're like, that's Shaq Leonard running around there? Uh, it's just not Shaq Leonard anymore. Yeah. It's, it's you know, he's still a bona fide NFL player, but he's not Shaq Leonard anymore. Right. You know, well, or I guess I could say it. He's not Darius the, Leonard anymore. The Darius Leonard form, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not Darius Leonard form. But in any case, maybe he's going to sign with the Cowboys. I mean. They need to do something at linebacker, right? Yeah. It's and a good maybe splash signing. Uh, serviceable there. I don't think you can expect to get all pro Shaq Leonard, but I think he could be serviceable. Right. It'd be a good signing. And, you know, could he play on Thursday? It depends. Look, it's a lot easier to play defense than and get acclimated than to play offense. Is, is defensive end the easiest one? There's the quarterback. Go get him. Well, <laughs> I, I will say, I, once again, I won't mention his name, but uh, a really good linebacker in college at a brand name huge school. When he came to us, had all the talent in the world. Like, but he ended up just being mostly a special teamer. And I talked to him one time and he goes, he's like, man, this stuff is complicated. So what do you mean? He goes, well, at school, I won't say which school because <laughs> it might narrow him down. Right. At school, they just told me to get to quarterback. <laughs> See ball, go get ball. And he just reacted ball, 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 and found the ball everywhere he was and he was everywhere. Yeah. But in the NFL, it's play your scheme. Yeah. You're responsible for this gap. You're responsible for this, that, the other. And he struggled. This wow. is why special teams, he was so good. Because he could just see the ball, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you have to stay in your lane a right. little bit. But still, <laughs> I mean, it was all athleticism. And he excelled. And he had his moments. But he never really was an every down player because of that. And so it's not that there's no scheme. It's just easier. I mean, it's not impossible. He's in shape. It depends on what the Cowboys needs are. Yeah. Uh, can he play all packages and know all responsibilities? I doubt it, but base packages, knowing some things and he's a vet, he could. Yeah. They got some room in that NFC East. Uh, well, they're chasing, uh, chasing the, uh, 
Eagles, I guess, at some some respect. Their Eagles are ten and one. They're eight and three. Um, so maybe it's more of a long term signing. Maybe they're not looking immediately this Thursday for him to to cash in and help. Um, got some other fantasy names real quick, and then I'll get to some of the next week's matchups. Uh, Etienne, we mentioned at the top or a little bit ago. Uh, Chest, he came back in, wasn't a concern. Javante Williams didn't really see much. Same thing, yeah, yeah. didn't see much. So hopefully they're fine. But it's you know bumps and bruises. I'm not saying they went into the tent for right. no reason. I'm just saying don't see anything major, missing time stuff. Yeah, it's just interesting when we get those quick designations that oh, a quick questionable, and then next series they're back in. So not like it's a severity of the injury that the inju- info comes quick. Um, T Higgins is the other one. And, and another note too is yeah. the cadence for reporting i see all the time um that was a quick rule out or that was uh, a quick questionable or a slow questionable let me tell you how it works every team on the sideline has a routine and and for us it was medical would look at him the athletic trainer always first it thought that i was slow running out on the <laughs> field okay i was a little slow running out right. on the field i'm not the fastest guy in the but it's routine to have the athletic trainer go first and go to the head and make sure the player's okay and talk to the player and calm them down because they're the ones around them 80 hours a week. I mean, I'm around them 8, 10, 12 hours a week. And I would go to the knee or to the ankle or to the elbow, wherever the body part was, right. and they would be up top. And then you get them the sideline, then you get a proper exam. And then when the head athletic trainer for us was ready and was confident in what we were saying, um, we would then tell the PR person and the PR person would then tell the TV broadcast because you're required to do so. But I will tell you that our head athletic trainer on more than one occasion, when the uh, PR person would say, uh, you got an update, give them the evil eye like, you know darn well I will give you an update when I'm ready <laughs> to give you an update. Just the look <laughs> of the death stare. And they, they finally, I know the, the team ended up with a PR guy that wasn't as eager beaver and basically just understood to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a certain line you walk as, as the PR. I wasn't involved on. in that. I would just have the discussion with head athletic trainer as to what it was. And he would decide. So every team has a different cadence. And, you know, this is where, uh, you know, you could say leg and it's calf, it's Achilles, it's ankle. Right. There's no real rule. You could say ankle and it's Achilles. You could say lower extremity. I mean, there's no real fast and formal rules as, as to what it is. So uh, I don't read too much into the media reports that come in. Right. Is it the head athletic trainer that's saying ankle questionable or is that is that the verbiage you use or does that get translated into PR? Um Typically, in our situation, it was the head athletic trainer deciding what to say and the status as required. And maybe there's some translation as it goes upstream. Right. And and every team has a as a as a thing. So, I mean, like we talked about a little bit uh, on Achan last week, Coach McDaniel looked a little silly when he said afterwards. Oh yeah, we found out it was his same knee. Right. That's not on Mc, Coach McDaniel. During the game, all you get up through the stream is knee questionable or knee out or you know knee emergency use only. Yeah. That's all you get. He's calling the coach. next play. He's not. He's calling. At, he's not. Yeah. And he doesn't even want the details. No. And then he's honest in what he says, and he finds out afterwards. 
oh, it turned out to be the same knee, and that's why we were holding them out and being right. sure and whatever. It's not like he wasn't in the know. It's he didn't need to know not in, in that moment. In that moment, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's part of the coach speak that we interpret. And, and honestly, this is the unfair advantage of having worked in the system to see all the things, whether it's looking at Lane Johnson to see that it's left and realizing that's not a workout to play. Right. Uh, kind of situation. Yeah. Being in those situations yes. certainly helps. Um, T Higgins has missed three weeks with that hamstring. Uh, I know that Bengals have other issues on offense, but uh, they play Monday. So maybe he's back with the, uh, the extra rest against Jacksonville. Maybe <coughs> not a guarantee. Remember the what healing we... power of Monday. It doesn't exist. Here's the thing. <laughs> The healing power of what? I mean, he's a speedster. I mean, do you, I mean, you got to be pretty confident that he can make it in order for him to play, in order for him to get open the style of play that he has and the whole thing. So, this is what I always laugh when people say it's a grade two MCL, so it's four weeks. It depends on the guy in the position. T. Higgins' hamstring is different than someone else's hamstrings. He's a speedster. And being the speedster that he is, I think you're worried about setbacks and so forth and don't read into that well they didn't put him on ir so it's a mistake if he doesn't play in week four remember justin fields out four weeks no ir Uh, basically if there's a chance t higgins can be ready before four weeks you don't put him on injured reserve right right? you carry him with the roster flexibility and what have you so uh, i don't think it's guaranteed that he plays yet i don't know that he's done a lot in practice i don't remember seeing any video hasn't practiced at all the last three weeks yeah, and and uh, I would say that if you had to ask me right now, I put him on the downside of questionable mm-hmm. T Higgins right now. Yeah, it's really interesting how that division shaking up. Uh, Baltimore won last night to get to nine and three. Uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both at seven and four, and Cincinnati's on the outside looking in at five and six. But plenty of football to be played, so we'll see if. Uh, Jake Browning can give him a little better chance. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, also an interesting one this week. They're the Sunday night game against the uh, the Chiefs. Uh, missed last week with the MCL sprain. Is it going to be another week miss for him? I, I'm on the positive. Glass half full there. I think Aaron Jones can make it back. Uh, still a lot of time, right. but I'm on the upside of Aaron Jones. That'd be good news for Packers fans. They pulled off the, uh, the shocker against the Lions on Thanksgiving, so kind of turning their season around all of a sudden. Uh, Detroit at New Orleans, we talked about a little bit. Uh, Detroit is favored by four and a half. That's going to be an interesting one that we're looking at for uh, for sick picks. And then Atlanta at the New York Jets uh, with the uh, Hail Mary pick six. Did you ever have anything weird or wacky like that happen when you were with the Chargers, Doc? Yeah, I'll tell you a story. We were in Minnesota. Antonio Camardi, end of the first half, 109-yard kickoff ret- uh, field goal return. Longest play, quote, in NFL history because 109 yards. He's yeah. back at the end zone. I still remember it. Uh, in Minneapolis, um, the, they were kicking to my left, and we are on the visitor sideline, and Cromarty went back there, returned the kick, and we actually called return left, and it actually helped us. The reason why it helped us return left is that, A, the tendency after you kick as you're walking off the field is to walk to your sideline and go to the locker room. It's halftime. So now you're a step or two leveraged. And then you're the, you also get influenced by 
return going that way. And Cromartie's pretty fast. When he cut, once he cuts back the other way, I mean, no one touched him. You can play this one too. Flag football, you don't touch him because there's nobody who can catch him. The kicker isn't going to catch him. The holder isn't going to catch him. The other seven guys up front blocking aren't going to catch him. All you have is the two wings that are like <laughs> tight ends or linebackers that might be able to catch him yeah. and tackle him. So the numbers are tremendously in your favor to return a long play like that once you you know uh break the original contain and really on this field goal once you influenced him to one side it was called return left but it was a touchdown to the right i remember that because and it was set up perfectly Cromartie went to his left everyone was going left everyone to that side as soon as he cut back it was clear wow. free sailing for that uh touchdown oh, it's incredible i'll pass here Oh, look at you found it really quick here. Yeah. Let's let's see how good my memory is here. Okay, but watch, watch, watch the players here and watch them set them up to the left. Everything goes to the left. Okay. Okay. Now watch. See, there's already players walking off that way to the left. Mm -hmm. And he sets it up a little bit to the left. And then now and he, he cuts back. And now he's got a wall. Yeah, flag football. He didn't get touched. <laughs> no right, one no one <laughs> and he's sauntering from about the 15 yard line. Yeah, yeah. it's good about how quick they make 100 yards seem like he's full oh, speed. And, and, and his stride, flying. I mean, yeah. he's like two steps and he covers 10 yards. Yeah. His stride yeah, is, I forgot it was Brad Childress. Yeah. Oh, Norv, Norv, Norv is the coach. The <laughs> yeah, you see me in there? No, just kidding. <laughs> You're probably too fast as he panned down the sideline. Yeah, he's running too fast. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't go locker room yet. You got to kick the extra point. Come on, Brad Childress. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, Beast of the Week, I had uh, Kyron. I think we threw DTR out there, but we might have to make it Antonio Cromartie for uh, the Javon Holland comp. You know, off season, let's get Crow on. Let's catch yeah. up with him. I think he's gotten a bad rap. He's got his life together. He's a good guy. Uh, we'll get... I'm sure he would love to relive that one. Oh, that's, that was that was, was a third touchdown. Last two games, too, he was on a little scoring streak. Oh, and, <laughs> and, and we were talking about owning the Colts. Remember all the picks he got against Peyton? Oh, man. Oh, he yeah. had some very athletic, unbelievable uh, stops against Peyton Manning. A very talented, uh, very, very talented player. And uh, I think I, I told the with the Marcus McNeil story how he took Marcus McNeil's first round draft slot because he fell yeah. <laughs> because of his knee injury and we weren't even planning on taking him, but he fell and we thought, yes, all good. Yeah. We'll make them, but you know, I, I gotta say DTR for hanging in there is, is still, uh, that's, that's bodes well for toughness quality in the big picture. All uh, right. Th sorry. Outside of football, but, uh, they're talking about Tiger Woods retaking the course at the uh, heroes world champion. Uh, this week after his uh, ankle surgery. So maybe a potential beast of the week for next week. Look, depends how he's looking. Well, you know, I, I'm not negative on Tiger. Right. Once again, it's a really high bar of competition. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you what he has going for him. If he's truly pain-free in the sub-tailor joint, that will help him. And I would imagine his subtalar joint didn't have much motion. So he's not losing a lot. But the key is, I don't think his ankle joint is normal and the rest of his foot and leg are normal. And he's got the flaps and the other things. So do I think his most recent subtalar surgery 
will help him. Yes. Does it give him a better chance? Yes. To walk and play four straight days, five straight days of golf, whatever, warm-up rounds, practice rounds, etc. Yes. Is he now normal Tiger? No. Right. So maybe he can do a little better. Hopefully that limp will go away some, but there's no way he's not going to limp. He's not going to be normal. I look forward to seeing how much of his pain is relieved. He didn't have motion. If it were an ankle joint fusion, he'd be capital D done. This was a sub Taylor joint fusion. And it's just the, the joint technically below your ankle mm-hmm. with not much wiggle. If you fuse that, I don't think he loses a lot. If he's out of pain, Maybe he's got a little better chance, but, you know, it's been, how old is he now? I mean, it's been too much respect for all high-level athletes, including golfers, to think that this much of an absence from the top that you can just come in and add water and do well. I think he's still playing just the majors. Does he have a better chance now of winning a major than before the sub-Taylor fusion? I would have to say yes, but I would still have to bet the under on winning another major because the game is just that hard yeah the way that i look at it tiger's 47 so he'd have to get over that ankle injury and uh channel some phil mickelson to to be able to compete in a major at that age so yeah it's not impossible but uh, i still think it's long odds all right thanks for watching sports injury central pro football doc podcast here on the believe network uh more throughout the rest of this week at sicscore.com and next monday again for the podcast thanks for watching and and i never asked but i guess i'm supposed to ask for a nice five-star review that's what we're supposed to do if you can that would be awesome appreciate you guys